Good time of the day, and welcome to another episode of, and when I say I mean, I am your co-host, Adrian. And I am your co-host, Austin. Welcome to another week. So, Austin. Yes. Well, I mean, we don't know what time of day it is. Well, you know? that's it, I, it is day, so. Okay, fair, fair. All times um, of day are in a day. Okay, fair enough. I don't know if you can hear um, it in the background right now, but the door to my room is closed, and Sam is desperately trying to get in. I so cannot she does, hear that. She does this thing where she jumps up and, like, attacks the doorknob. Um, and then it sounds like she's just, like, jumping and then just sliding down the door. Sam is your cat. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. to be clear. <laughs> Sam is my roommate's cat. So speaking of Buenos Dias, my roommates are currently all in Peru. Oh. Yeah. So the last two years we've done trips that have continued to escalate in their, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Vivacity. Extravagance. It's probably not vivacity. It wasn't. It was extravagance. Vivacity, I think, is maybe mm. a synonym. But, um, no. So, first year we went to Miami Beach, Florida. Last year we went to Iceland. This year they went to Peru. Due to not having as strong of a desire to go, not having the time off or the wanting to put my money into it, and yeah, just not feeling like it was what I wanted to um, spend that time and money on. I didn't join them. Wow. I know, which at first I was like, maybe this is the wrong decision. But let me tell you, I'm pretty sure it's the right decision. So I'm feeling good with my decisions. Why are they all, um, are they all No, it has food nothing poisoned? To, it has nothing to do with them. I, I'm pretty sure they're having the time of their lives. Oh. It's more of that I'm just like, now like can reflect on it you know how like when you look forward to something you're like i don't know but then when you're in it you're like okay yeah this was the right thing to do um no maybe that's not how you are i don't know i feel very reassured in my decision but they're having a great time one thing i wanted to look up the other day but didn't do was um what is the time zone for peru is it in the eastern standard time zone no uh the peru standard time which is Mountain time zone. Mm. No, close. it's like central. No. I was... What time it's is it? It's central time zone. It's the central time zone. Hmm. How about that? Although, interesting. Okay. We don't need to go into the... Hold up. We could. I, You know, time zones are fun. So if you just look at a map of the time zones, I'm looking at one right now, and I'm assuming they're using the correct longitudinal lines. It looks like Peru would fall in the eastern time zone, yet it does not. Well, hold on. Let me pull up my own map of time zones. I could be Um, looking at the wrong thing. Are you looking at Peru? This is the type of quality content that our viewers come here for every week. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking at Peru. Do you know which one is Peru? Um, yeah, because it's labeled on my map. Oh, yeah, okay, you're right, you're right. Doesn't it, doesn't it look that way? Yeah. It's in the central time zone. Anyways. Yeah. So that's why I've been looking after Sam. So Sam usually go and like, hang out with Brendan because she's his cat. But since Brennan's mm-hmm. not here, she's very desperate for that. Hmm, this is fascinating. China has declared itself to be one time zone. Yeah, I, that's a fun fact that I knew at one point. Or I, I still knew, actually. Hmm. Um, and all of Europe is one time zone except England and Portugal. Iceland is a different time zone than... And Iceland barely counts. It's a part of Europe. Okay. But anyway, so how's Sam doing? She She's doing okay. Um, she... Mm. 
the all the attention what she if wants, you what but. if you would bring her around like a, a a pirate's parrot but she's a cat yeah well the problem is that she's also like Oh. Um, so I got scratched in the cape face by a cat this week. That's yeah. I want to just perch like a a pair a pirate's parrot. She mm-hmm. would not be about that life. But anyways, my week has been good despite all that. Um, this past weekend was Labor Day. Um, are you showing me the cat scratch on your face? Yeah. Nice. Could you see it? I did. This weekend was Labor Day weekend. Did you uh, did you wear white pants? Perhaps, perchance. No, I, I was not in Greece, um, which I think <laughs> is the only place that it's acceptable to wear white. Well, pants. Well, no, I hear you can't wear white after Labor Day, and so I figured that Labor Day is the day to wear white pants. Then, because you can't wear it after. Yeah, like if you if you've got white pants, that's the time to bust them out. Okay. I mean, you could also I wear them w- any time before them. Listen, I wore my whitest pants on Labor Day. Honestly, I may have worn my whitest pants on Labor Day. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just like work. a pair of khaki shorts, but like, I mean, they're kind of whitish. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, let me try to recall what all I did. Saturday. Did you go to a cookout? Um, Kind of. Not really. Did you? Um, yes, I did actually. Floss. You know what? I did floss. Really? <laughs> actually, I might not have on Labor Day. No, la- yesterday was. I have no idea what day of the week is because Labor Day has thrown everything off. It's Tuesday. On Labor Day, I did floss. I did. Wow. Um. Yeah. So Saturday, I did have a cookout. Um. Technically, it was a cookout. I went over to a friend's place on near campus and he there were hamburgers there that were grilled um so that was the closest thing i got to a cookout um let's see what else um did some goodwill shopping i went to goodwill twice actually labor day weekend it was pretty grand cool um went uh beck and i went to this old house called the hamilton house in maine and took some pictures. Um, we did that. And then in the evening, um, just kind of hung out. On Sunday, had lunch with people after church. And mm-hmm. then, um, what did I do in the afternoon? Hacky sacked. No, but didn't hacky sack. Um, I cleaned. I cleaned on Sunday oh. after church. Clean the house, clean the kitchen. Um, Monday, Sunday night, I was at a friend's house for a party, um, which is good, which is fun. I played some Mario Kart. Um, and then on which one? Eight Super Deluxe Plus Plus or whatever. We were playing a hundred CC, so Oof. you know. Um, Did you dust everybody? Kinda, but not really, because I think the hundred, I think the hundred CC actually threw me off a little bit. You know how like you anticipate turns mm-hmm. and stuff, yep, yep but you yep, anticipate yep. at a certain speed, and so I think that. So I mean, I might be making excuses. I don't know, but sounds like you are a little bit, but a little bit, a little bit. Um, let's see. And then Monday was Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Um, Beck and I went and got some food to do some meal prepping um how's your whole 30 going pretty good today's day one um so feeling good but apparently the first day is the easiest so Hmm. after that it's all downhill but i'm excited wait i'm ready being downhill means it's easier okay well it's all an uphill battle then okay um but yeah i'm feeling good i'm excited just remember what obi-wan says what does he say? It's over, Anakin. I have the, I high, have the ground. high ground. That's how you know what which way is easier. He says the high ground is easier. No, it's harder to go uphill, 
It's over because he has the high ground. I got it. Um, well, luckily, I'm not going to be chopping off anybody's arms. Um, what about their legs? Or, <laughs> actually, you know, actually, I, let me rephrase that. I might feel like I'm getting my arms and legs chopped off. That's maybe what it's more like. Mm. Uh, but right now, I'm feeling, feeling good. Feeling all right. But, yeah, I'm sure I did more this Labor Day weekend, but in classic fashion, this is what is remembered. Mm-hmm. And this is our meanderingest opening ever. That's okay. Austin, go for it. Tell me what you did Labor Day weekend. <laughs> um, so Meander some more. I don't remember what I did Saturday. I think I didn't do much. Mm-hmm. Um, though I did feel like an intrepid book explorer slash purchaser. Um, okay. Because I was at the library book sale, as I almost always am, mm-hmm. on a Saturday morning. And I'm flipping through the the boxes in the back because that's where the the sick deals are. Yeah. Um, and so I pull out this book. It's called Exiles by James Joyce. James Joyce, for the those who aren't familiar, is the author of such notable works as A Portrait of an Artist as a Young Man and Ulysses. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the most prominent modernist writer. Anyway, he won the Nobel Prize, I'm sure. Um, hold on, I'm gonna have to fact check myself here. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm flipping through this book. I didn't know he had written a play. It's called Exiles. And, mm. but I, I turned to the title page and it says this first edition has only 1900 copies and 75 for public distribution. And I was like, Oh, okay. Wait, what? Um, and so I found it and I paid a dollar for it. And then I, I felt just, I felt very bad. Um, why did you feel bad? Because that book is worth like, it's it's worth like fifty to three hundred dollars, and you got it for a dollar. I paid a dollar for it. It's probably more mm-hmm. like fifty because it doesn't have a jacket. Yep. Um, it seems like James Joyce did not win the Nobel Prize. Um, hmm, that's a travesty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah, I felt I felt either. I felt both very, very much like a book collector and very bad about myself. Okay. Okay. Because um, I felt like I was now? just both. Okay. Still the same. Yeah. Um, and so there's a note in it from 1967, uh, and I showed it to the old women who work there, mm-hmm. uh, because I. I bo- I both wanted that to like to flex and I be- oh, like there's no way I should get this for a dollar. Um Austin flexing to old women at the book sale. <laughs> they were very impressed, let me tell you. Uh and but they were like, "Oh, I know who owns this book." And I'm like, "Well, it's me now." <laughs> <laughs> um oh they, they were very impressed, let me tell you. I'm sure. I'm sure they were. Um, but anyway, uh, that was Saturday, and then I actually made some pierogies on Saturday, nice. um, or what I am calling pierogies. I was talking to a Polish friend today. He told me they were not pierogies, uh, but they are something else that's mm-hmm. like pierogies but has potatoes in them. Pierogies um, don't have potatoes in them? That's what he tells me. He Have tells we been me lied to our entire lives? That is what he says, yeah. There, wow. There's a whole pierogi family, uh, mm-hmm. and pierogies don't have potatoes in them. I actually didn't know that pierogies were supposed to have potatoes in them, and so I was I was kind of, like, shocked and appalled that there were potatoes in these because I thought there was going to be, like, tasty meats, but it was just potatoes. Uh-huh. Um, and so that, that was honestly kind of <laughs> – that was kind of sad. Uh, but they were still delicious. Um, oh, we man. fried them instead of boiling them, which I, I thought went much better. Yeah. Um, Amelia was there. Um, what else? I'm sure we did other things on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunday, I went to church, um, Ran into my friend Steve, who's this Polish guy who's just telling me about pierogies. 
was this when you talked to him about pierogies or this? No, is no, when... that was actually that was actually earlier today. I took him to Walmart because uh, he needed a car. Nice. And he he needed to go to Walmart. It's, it was really the heart of the issue. Right. Um. I mean, there's probably to... different issues besides just needing to go to Walmart. Like you don't. Nobody just has the urge to just go to Walmart and then leave. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I also needed to go to Walmart, so that was convenient. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But then we went to Thai cuisine. Uh, if... the restaurant called Thai cuisine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and had some Thai cuisine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very moving at times. Why it, was it moving? It, he, like it was, it was an earthquake. No, no, no. He so Steve just like saw this picture of the owner, and he's like, "Oh my god, did she just pass away?" And I'm like, I don't know. That's a weird reaction from a picture of a of the owner in my head. And and this guy behind us is like, yeah, it was last week. And Steve's like, oh my, what what happened? How how did you know? And he's like, oh, um, yeah, it was a little allergic reaction. It was it was uh, my mom actually. No. And so Steve is just like, oh my, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, you, she was the nicest lady ever. I would come here with me and my girlfriend and she would talk to us every time literally every time i would come in here she would talk to us and it was so nice and steve just like gives gives this guy just a big old bear hug in the middle of this (laughs) thai restaurant and i'm there like oh this is touching i i would it be weird to cry in this thai restaurant no not this moment um and, and so yeah and then we we Paid for our food and left. Nice. Um, that was today, though. Uh, the rest of Sunday. Oh, I went. I went to the Browns and did laundry, and then just kind of was there the rest of the day. Is that uh-huh. true? Oh no, that's not true at all. We went to the McNamara's, who are some old parishioners in our parish. Um, I had dinner. It was nice. Mark mm-hmm. showed up. Um, then Sunday was the day before Monday, which was Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was being a rebel and did not go to school. Um, even though it was the first day of classes. Oh. I know, I know. Don't tell the school folks. High, or don't tell high school, Austin. I know, yeah. But to be fair, I have been to school for much longer than high school, Austin. Um, but, so we were going to Canada. I was going to ask if you went to Canada, because I thought you did, but. Yeah, to go to Ikea, and, uh, there was a gallery of Paul Galgain, Galgon, I have no idea how to say his name, he's too French. Mm -hmm. Um, so Amelia and I were going to go and go with her parents to this, this gallery at the National Gallery. Um, slash go to Ikea. Mm-hmm. And we get to the border and we tell them, because they're like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, we're going to the National Gallery in Ikea. And he's like, uh, it's Labor Day. It's probably closed. And I'm like, there's Labor Day in Canada? And it's the Is same day Labor as... Labor Day in Canada? Yes, and it's the same day as American Labor Day. And, shockingly, mm-hmm. things are actually closed in Canada on Labor Day. Ikea was closed. Wow. Um, it was, it was sh- sickening. It... I, yeah, it's like I I didn't feel intensely American until that moment where I'm just like things need to be open on all holidays so I can go and shop. I um, think you I think that's like the bad part of consumerist America that you should probably feel bad about. I know. I I yeah, I did. Okay. It, um but I also my immediate reaction was like I can't believe things are actually closed on Labor Day. Fair. Um, most people have sales on Labor Day. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, we just went to this gallery. And it was really nice. We went to a Vietnam restaurant. It's not a Vietnam restaurant. More of a Vietnamese restaurant. Okay. I had some Vietnamese coffee. Let me tell you, it was delicious. It Good it stuff. was. I'm sure I've talked about it before on this podcast. Yeah. It's delicious. Find it if you can. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, didn't go to IKEA, but it was it was nice. Nice. Today's today. 
Yep. I remembered another story that I should tell really quickly. Fire away. So, so I'll um, hold on. What? No, go for it, and I'll say so, more things later. So we, Beck and I, were making one last like meal before um, our whole thirty started. Mm-hmm. So we decided to just make nachos. So we take the this like circular cookie sheet, Saw. pile it um, full of nachos, cheese, jalapenos, more chips, more cheese. And then I was like, okay, do we know how to make nachos? And we're like, no, nah, not really. What are you doing? Just like throw it in the oven, broil it for a little bit, and it'll be good. Broil um, it? Oh, sorry. Yep. Well, that's a good response. So I made several mistakes at this point. So I put it on broil. I put it on the top rack. And then I closed the oven Ooh. and walk away. Ooh. After I set a Did timer for five minutes. anything in your life? Nope. I mean, maybe. Um, I wasn't thinking. I was thinking. I don't know what I was thinking about. Just nachos. I walk away. I'm doing something else. We were doing lots of meal prep, so I was like thinking about other things. I walk away. All of a sudden, I smell smoke, right? Because yep. naturally, listen, kids listening in the audience, if you're broiling something, you leave the door open. Also, and you watch that. Like you a don't hawk. leave. <laughs> You also You're don't good. broil nachos. <laughs> All of these things we know now. But I turn around. There's smoke coming out of the oven. I'm expecting. So, again, I was clearly not thinking straight. I'm expecting just to see, like, smoke just wafting out of this oven. Nope. <laughs> it's full-on flames. <laughs> there are just huge flames just shooting off of our nachos. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, open the door. I like grab the this whole sh- rack that has the flaming nachos mm-hmm. and run out to the back porch and put it out on the table where it's like raining. It's still burning. At this point, all the fire alarms are going off once again, and like the not only just our con- like apartment, but just the whole complex because they're all linked, you know. Yeah. So I'm just like frantically waving blankets in front of the. Fire. Just like a vacation. I know. Just imagine that. It's just as loud. Um, even says, like, tells you that there's a fire. Fire, fire. Anyways, so the nachos were destroyed, naturally. Although we did eat them. And, like, as long as you didn't have the real burnt parts, it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that was kind of a bummer. Hmm. In so much more thrilling news, Yeah. I I was Googling the the Google Trends data for the different spellings for Tolstoy's name. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely fascinating. I This is I, more thrilling. Absolutely. I cannot recommend enough. Just okay, so go to books dot books.google.com. It okay. in your free time. This is for everybody. And and so you can search different uh different phrases to see how prevalent they are in books and how that changes with time. So mm-hmm. just do yourself a favor because you'll 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 be staring at this graph. I Maybe for the next seven days. Okay, so I better not look at this <laughs> maybe graph. a fortnight. Yeah, yeah. Hold off on it until you've got a until you've got a good week free. Uh-huh. Um, but just type in Leo Tolstoy spelled with a Y at the end. Leo Tolstoy spelled with an I at the end. Lev Tolstoy spelled with a Y at the end. That's L E V Tolstoy mm-hmm. spelled with a Y at the end, and Lev Tolstoy spelled with an I at the end. Listen, that that'll keep you satiated for for weeks. Also, if okay, if you want to be really fun, switch from English books to French books and type in Leon Tolstoy with an I and Leon Tolstoy with a Y. Oh my goodness, it's thrilling. Wow. Yeah. So I'm, that I'm just thrilled thinking about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I I we need we need to wrap this up so you can get to get to searching that. <laughs> okay, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I'm, but the problem is I keep remembering other things, but that's okay. We're just gonna yeah. have to. Well, we can talk about what we're we're talking about this week. Yeah, go for it. Are you gonna segue sure. us? Just sure. Hard so, segue. yep. Uh, as one of the few people that might actually take that recommendation, though. I'd still be a little surprised. Uh, 
Michael from Grove City asks us, uh, I have just started my senior year in college and constantly have my future career in the back of my mind. I gotta start my job search soon. My question is what advice you would have for me as I start my job search and how did you two find the jobs you have currently? Could you tell viewers exactly what you do at your job and how you became employees there, etc.? And then he made fun of me for not knowing the you gotta give it to him meme. <laughs> I, I also didn't know that mean. I either, had to so. do it to him. <laughs> I have to give it to him. <laughs> um, so, Adrian, oh, what do you do? How did you get employed there? And what would be your advice to someone entering the career field? Um. Okay. So, that's several questions. I'm just going to yeah. start from the beginning. And, and play a deaf cabbage. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> With the deep cut <laughs> Adventures in Odyssey reference. Yeah. Um, you guys got to keep on your toes. I made it, I made an Elder Scrolls 4 one last week. I, that one went over my head. I don't mm. remember it. Um, so my current job is at TurboCam International as a quality engineer in New Hampshire. What does the quality engineer mean? Quality engineer. I'll get to that when I talk more about my job. Fine. How how did I get my job? So, like Michael, I was once a senior in college. Mm. And I don't know how Michael is feeling, but how I was feeling in the fall of my senior year was, wow, I am never going to get a job in engineering because I never had any internships. I have no experience. Who's going to want to hire me? No one. I also can tend to be pessimistic sometimes especially about just, anything related to college or just myself in general um but specifically college um so every year i'm not sure if grove city or other colleges have it but every year in the fall there is a career fair that takes place at cedarville and so i went to cedar or i went to the career fair before i went to the career fair though I I mean, I did all the career fair stuff. You can do that. But personally, I sat down that morning and got my cup of coffee and just prayed and said, God, I don't know what you want me to do. I think you want me to be an engineer. I think you've given me the gifts and abilities to do that. So I'm going to step out and go into this career fair uh, with that mindset and going to rely on you to provide. So I did that. I went to the career fair, talked to all of these other people other places it was the worst trying to like sell yourself to all of these other companies i don't know i personally find that the worst maybe some people out there like it i think mm -hmm. it's terrible um trying to i don't know make yourself sound good act like you know things which to be fair you would think that would be like my forte right pretending like i know things but not in this situation um so anyways, the last company I talked to was indeed TurboCam. And the guy asked me, instead of like, it was just kind of striking, because instead of asking me like, okay, what, who are you, why should we give you a job, essentially, uh, he was just like, okay, so what's God asking you to do? What's what's God putting in your heart for things to do? And just kind of had a conversation with him, um, basically telling him like, I was really kind of concerned. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. So... But anyways, talked with him for a while, gave him my resume, got a call later that day from one of the other people who, employees from TurboCam, who also went to Cedarville, who I met a couple years before and now work with. But anyways, um, he said, hey, let's set up an interview for the next day, set up an interview with them, talk to him the next day. Um, then from there, so this was in October, the beginning of October. Um, down the road the next month I had a um, got another email back they set up like a phone interview had a phone interview with who would later become my boss and then my like boss's boss um, had a phone interview with them and then from there set up another interview where they actually flew me to New Hampshire um, had like an eight hour long interview process with like lots of different people all day it was very long 
so that was like November. That was right after Thanksgiving. And then by like the second week of December or something like that, they offered me a job. And it turned out that I was like one of the first people in my engineering class to actually like have a job. So I basically went from like not even thinking I was going to get a job to having a job. So obviously, like I would say that God was moving in that situation and like providing this job for me, providing a location to go to. Um, and so then I accepted the job and now work at TurboCam. I started working in 2016 in the summer. So I've been here for about a little over three years now. Um, so I originally started as a manufacturing engineer. Okay, so that's how I got the job. Now, what the next question is, what do I do at my job? Uh, I don't know if that's actually a question or not. Okay, do you want me to look at the email? I'll I'll look at it right now. Uh, no, what do you do at your job? Okay, so as a manufacturing engineer, um, I basically did the same thing that I do now as a quality engineer. So about a year and a half ago, year and a couple months. I tr sideways moved over to a quality engineer. So what I do is I do a lot with our inspection program. So we make parts that go in jet engines, um, commercial jet engines. And so I work with the programs that then go and inspect each part to make sure that it matches the right specifications and blueprint dimensions and everything that we're going to have the right efficiency and everything's going to be safe with our parts. Um, so I do a lot of that. I do a lot of working with our customer to make sure that we're hitting our quality requirements, that we're meeting their um, needs, making sure we make the right parts and getting them the parts on time. Um, what are some other responsibilities? Um, just kind of managing um, the flow of parts, especially through like the inspection lab. So making sure that we're inspecting the amount of parts that we need to. I also work with our um, sister company in the UK, um, have meetings with them every week to make sure that they're hitting their um, the things that they need to do or like making the parts that they need to do, helping out, helping them with any issues that they come up with. Um, so yeah, lots of different other meetings when any other quality issues come up. So issues with... Um, yeah, anything that could cause the part to be um, like not meeting specifications, whether that's material or um, dimensionally, other things like that. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of what my job is in a brief overview. I could get more specific, but that's fine if you don't. Sure, if, I, I don't <laughs> think we necessarily need to. Um, is there any other questions, or were they more like general questions? And I should let you talk for a little bit. Yeah, what advice would you have for Michael? As he starts his job search. I'll wait until after you talk a little bit, unless you think okay. it would be better for no, me to go I now. No, I think that's appropriate. So uh, I, I'm currently unemployed, um, but I I am a grad student. I, technically, I'm a Ph.D. candidate at <laughs> university. Oh, this is so personally divulging. Anyway. We can um, edit that out. I can bleep it out if you want me to. Yeah, ble just bleep it and leave that unambiguous. Just pretend I was swearing up a storm. <laughs> okay, I'm going to make a note, but keep okay. talking. Okay, yeah. So um, I also am a part-time independent contractor. Um, so I guess that – I guess I'm unemployed from that currently. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I don't recommend – doing what I did to find my job. Um, basically, I didn't want to go to grad school because I did... Um, okay, know what you should do. Go back two years and apply for whatever is the equivalent to research experience for undergrads um, in whatever field that you're in. I think those are typically called internships. Um... Apply to those in, like, the way that you would apply to a job. So, like, take time to work on your – it's basically a cover letter, but it's, it's like, what are your interests and why is this good for you? Um, like, take some time applying for those things and being diligent about them. And then you can get research 
opportunities. I had one at um, a different school. I can say that. West Virginia University in Morgantown, West Virginia. I went to the Panera there every day for a long time until someone talked to me, and then I would never went there again. Um, I was accidentally vegan that summer. I still think about that every time I see that barbecue chicken flatbread whenever yeah. I go to Panera. You should. Um which is delicious. I recommend that. Oh, no what no no what also is a, a thrilling graph. So there there's going back to Tolstoy, you can type in Andrew Bolkonsky Andre Bolkonsky, spelling Andre with an I at the end, or Andre Bolkonsky spelled with a Y at the end. Oh my goodness. Another thrilling graph. You might not look at that one for a whole week, but give it a good three days. Um, anyway, um, so be diligent about applying to other things in your field. Uh, but don't approach grad school like, meh, which is what I did. Um, I applied to University of Oregon because they have a really great program there for um, it's like an internship slash you get a master's degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so that seems really nice. But then I heard about some other program at some other school, uh, that I would have be fully funded and, uh, wouldn't have to teach and could just go right into that. Um, and so I was basically accepted to this other school before I took my GREs. The, listen, folks, that is not the way to go around that. Take your GREs. If you're going to grad school, study mm-hmm. for the GREs. Don't don't listen to those people that are like, oh, you don't have to study for the GREs. You just sit down and take them. Wrong. Just download an app. The apps will have questions from the GREs on them. Mm-hmm. And just just do that. What So what I did for the GREs, downloaded an app, looked at it literally for three days. I didn't just look at it like I did the questions. <laughs> Right. And then took the GREs. What I really like about the GREs, I think the SAT should adopt them, is just immediate feedback. Because it's just like, they're easy to grade. You can just, right. like, it just spits out the results right at the end of the uh, the GRE, which is really nice. Except for the written part. But um, no one really cares about the written part, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so, don't don't wait for things to fall out of the sky on you um, because that is a bad strategy. Uh, But that is what I did to be in the position that I'm currently in. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's... Yeah. And and so what I do on a a day-to-day basis, basically I plan and execute experiments designed to further our knowledge of optical processing methods for improving underwater LIDAR systems. Um, And so any of those words mean lots of things. If you want me to explain them, I can at some other point, but email us at, uh, and when I say I mean at gmail.com, and I I could tell you about LIDAR. Mm -hmm. Or underwater, or optical processing, whichever words you're interested in, or a combination of them. Totally fair. Or, listen, if you want to email me about those plots that I keep telling you to plot, oh boy, I... <laughs> do it. I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm excited. About, I'm, a, I'm already anticipating these emails, folks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Adrian, what advice would you give to people... Advice to people just in general or about uh, Well, he job says, what you give to me? So what advice would you give to Michael? What advice would I give to Michael? I think, like, at least for me, I think that when you're looking at what you should do after college, I think that um, it's good to spend some time thinking about it. Um, I think a lot of people, I think that's a, that's also a good thing to do before you even go to college, to be honest. Think about things? Yeah. Or think about why you're doing it. But anyways, that's not the question that was asked. So for me, uh, and this would be advice I would give you or anyone, I I would say, like, sit down and think about it. For me, 
I wanted to pray about it and say, okay, this is what I'm concerned about, um, and I'm worried about this. Um, and then giving that to God and saying, okay, you do your do what what you will with that. I think if I think some people are concerned or worried about like, okay, what is so if even especially like in Christian circles, like what am I supposed to do with my life? What's God's will for my life or whatever? I think I could be wrong on this, but I think a good place to start is the like, what are the things that you're gifted in? What are the things that you're good at? What are the things that you're passionate about? Um, because I think that's how God does um, at least guide and direct us to where um, he what he has for us it might not always look like these things in the end. Like for instance, I don't really think that I will be an engineer for my entire life, but maybe I will, but I don't think I necessarily will. But I think that it was an important step in getting to where God has or what God has for me. So, so I would say like, think about that, reflect on it and then like take steps. So, so for me, like I prayed about it, but then I still stepped out and went to the career fair. I still, did these interviews. I still did these things. Um, even for listening to Austin, he kind of is saying similar to that too. He's like, make sure you do these things. Like take the time to go through them and submit the applications or whatever, and take your time to go through those and do them well. Um, so I think it's a combination of those. It's like, think about, um, what are your like gifts, talents, desires, passions, and then, step into those things in faith and step out in action and say, okay, I'm going to try this, see where it goes. And then be willing to say, okay, yeah, maybe this isn't exactly what it looks like, or it looks slightly different than what I was thinking, but have those, those things held loosely so that things can turn as they need to. That's what I got for now. Might have more later. What do you got? Uh, so my advice to Michael is talk to your professors, uh, because they probably know people. Um, yeah, hopefully your professors have been in some positions sometime where they know some people that might have jobs. Yeah, I, I hate this advice because I hate networking viscerally and with a passion. Um, but it, it is also how I have like gotten all the positions that I have now. Mm -hmm. And so I hate it and it feels like cheating, but it feels like cheating because it is like cheating and like cheating you win. Uh, see <laughs> the times that I would stack the deck playing Lord of the Rings trading card game. So, so talk to, Talk to people you know. Talk to uh, your professors. Talk to um, people who may have already graduated uh, that are in positions. Talk to your your great uncle, Vern. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I I think he would give some great advice. And <sighs> the fields that you're in are pr are pretty dissimilar, but I don't know what direction you want to go. Uh, but I wanted That's to talk to him this question. summer because his his life seems to be just an endless stream of doing whatever he felt like doing. Yeah. And I kind of imagine that you, Michael, would kind of want to be in a similar position where you can just endlessly do uh, whatever it Except is you feel like doing. And so Vern has somehow unlocked that secret in life. Um, and so I, th I think he would be a good person to talk to that about more generally. Uh, I, I agree with Adrian agreeing with my advice. There are important steps that you should be taking or like should have already taken, um, that are useful. But I, I think my, my biggest advice is probably don't worry so much about like finding the perfect career. And this might be bad advice, but like most people change jobs in a shorter span than five years. Um, like the, the average time someone is at a job is less than five years. Um, and so when people ask you in an interview, 
where do you see yourself in five years? The legitimate answer is probably somewhere else mm-hmm. um, <laughs> after working there for like four years. Um, so things will change. Your life will change after you get to college. Like we, we hype up the end of college like it's the end of all changes to your life. Like you graduate from college and bam, you have to – you decide one thing. You're there forever. Nothing will change after that. You, you, there's no new achievements other than renting a car, and renting cars is boring. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's not true. Your life is still going to change after you graduate from college. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. Just, I would say, yeah, finding a job is important. But, like, finding the perfect job right out of college isn't, isn't that big of a deal um because like it's easier to find jobs once you've had jobs and so um you can take what you've done and use that to get into different positions and you know your priorities are going to change as your situation in life changes and so what you want to do then changes with that too so i don't know don't worry be happy is kind of bad advice but like there's lots of things you can't control about the job search and so i i i wouldn't i think it's not helpful to put undue expectations on the job that you get coming out of college because it's not the 50s so you know people don't just work for one place forever mhm mhm also, a lot less people were going to college in the 50s, so it might not be a great analogy in a lot of ways. But Right. You could also try out for the Phillies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, I don't know. Maybe you're not so much like Uncle Vern. But I think but in, uh, in the spirit, to do whatever you want. The spirit of it. I agree. Yeah. But that's that's Michael-exclusive advice. Okay. Would you give any other advice more generally? Or oh, would it I did. Be more of the same. That that was the throughout mixed in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So that that's my advice. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how much time is going on because I lost the the stream and I'm tired. So that's okay. Do you want to uh, move in recommendations? Yeah, I'll have one last final thought. Okay. I think too, like I think one one thing that's important about thinking about like looking for careers and like uh, I don't and I don't know maybe this is I'm just gonna just gonna keep going and not doubt myself. I think that we place too much stock in it in some ways. Um, I think that like I don't know. For me personally, I never want my job to be the most important thing in my life. Um and and to be honest, I have there in my current position, I have pressure to on me to make the job my job the most important thing in my life and to give up my time outside of work to do work or put more time into it than I want to. But I I never want to do that because that it's not the most important thing to me. And so I think, like, m- maybe even more so than thinking about your job right now and that future, think about, like, what are the things that matter to you most? Like, what are the things that are the most important? Um, and and when you think about, like, when you have those things, I, th- I think that's also important to pursue. But I think it also puts your job into perspective um, mm-hmm. a little bit and puts that job search into perspective. So that would be that would be my thought so like i'm never going like yeah in my position i never want to put like feel like i can't do the things that i want to do whether that's like serving in my community group or even spending time with my friends like those things are also important to me and maybe even more important than my job and are probably definitely more important than my job i think so and I, I never want to get to a spot where it's like, okay, my job becomes more important than other people. Unless your job is serving other people, then great, like do that. Um, but still, I think like the job itself 
or like the nature of it or trying to succeed or climb higher or whatever. Like, I don't want that to be more important than caring about the people around me, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so Steve and I were talking a lot about death today, even before we found out about people dying. Wow. So you were just primed. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a really interesting time. Um, but we were talking about death a lot and how, like, there's there's an incredible amount of joy in even small things, because so, like I I think we we do place too much value and expectation on our careers for mm-hmm. for our value and it it becomes like a proxy for what we contribute and how like yeah like giving back to society is is what our careers are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's an exaggeration. But like we were we were talking about just like it's weird buying your own soap dispenser as as an adult and it's like oh, I have my own soap dispenser. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like I never expected that to be an exciting thing. But it's an exciting thing. And so, like, yeah, like, there are other ways to find joy than just having a fulfilling career and succeeding in it. Mm-hmm. Those things mm-hmm. are important, but they're not that important. I don't mm-hmm. know. I might say that as a person who stumbled into their career. Um, so. Yeah, I think. I apologize yeah. for that, but I stand by it. Yeah, I think it's important to yeah. Have a job you like. But I don't think I don't I I think that's not necessarily what you're saying. You're saying don't put so much stock into it. Don't put your value. Mm-hmm. Don't like right, you're put, more valuable than your job is. And so right. don't don't let that control yeah. the value that you have. Right. Yep. Okay, sounds good to me. Let's run into some recommendations. Um, I should have thought about this before. Do you have anything to go while I think about my recommendation? Oh, yeah. Um, I said that confidently, but I I have no idea. Um, I would drink Vietnamese tea if you can. Uh, tea or also, coffee? Oh, coffee. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I meant. Um, I don't know if I read any books this week. Wow. Oh, no, no, no. I did. I did. So I read Looking for Alaska um, okay. by John Green. Um, and it was it was nice because I wasn't just painfully disappointed. Um, as as I, w- I was I was kind of expecting to be honestly, um, because I like John Green a lot. I respect John Green a lot. And so I, I went into Looking for Alaska expecting it to be really bad. Um, because I didn't want to expect it to be good and then be disappointed. Mm -hmm. And I thought that a, a truly remarkable thing was disappointing. Mm -hmm. Especially because I, I interact with Hank Green. They're the vlog brothers, by the way, um, in, in more ways than this book. And I'm like, I have heard Hank talk about what he does in this book in better ways, in better, in different venues. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I was, yeah, I was impressed with Fault in Our Stars. And when I say that, of course, I mean looking for Alaska. It was better than I thought it was going to be. It was deeper than I thought it was going to be. And it was, it was, um, it was touching um, mm-hmm. at the end. Very good. I haven't read it. So, I uh, yeah, I'd recommend it. All right. All right. Solid. Um the most the media that I consumed th- this week, I watched uh Parks and Rec, which we may have already recommended on here, but it's just so good. You should watch it. There's also a a new s- season of uh The Great British Baking Show slowly coming out on Netflix, so haven't been watching that. I I can't say. 
Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, Parks and Rec is always good. Um, yeah, and I recommend not broiling your nachos, just bacon. Yeah. So, you know, you live and learn. And this is just another time where we learn something about, you know, burning things that you can hopefully take to your everyday life. Yeah. Do not microwave things for five minutes, especially if they're breadsticks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you learned that long, long ago. Michael, let's take this analogy of the nachos um, and apply it to your job search. I haven't really thought about it, so I'm going to make it up as I go. So bear with me. You can plan as much as you want. You know, you can stack your nachos high, shred the cheese, even chop up your own jalapenos. But sometimes you just mess things up. But you know what you do when you burn the nachos? You take care of it. You blow out the fire. Then you bring it back side, inside, and then you salvage the insides. Get rid of the crusty out exterior and just enjoy the insides. I don't know how that applies to your job search or anything. No. But that's I what I got for you. I don't know that's a good you. analogy at all. <laughs> it it's, can't really be a good analogy if you don't really, like, finish the analogy which i think i kind of failed to do yeah but you know what i'm just gonna leave you with that half analogy and um if you're if you're close to ottawa Mm -hmm. the the galgan exhibit is very interesting um i both like it a lot and don't like it a lot um and so if you can check it out and you have like 16 dollars um, I recommend that too. It's gonna take me more than sixteen dollars to get there, but uh, yeah, if you're close to Ottawa, that helps a lot. Yeah, yeah, not too close. Well, that's about all I got. You got anything else? Cool. Uh, no, but if, if yeah, if you're ever interested in 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 Google Book Trends, just just do it. Don't don't let anything hold you back. Don't let your fears and doubts hold you back. <laughs> just just search whatever words you want. Oh my goodness! Actually, you, did I, I did I tell you that I found a copy of the Cossacks by Tolstoy? No, um, are you also flexing. Uh, this one? was a while back. Okay. Um, and so it look how look how they spell Tolstoy in this. They spell Tolstoy with an I. Guess when this book was released? 1965. Nope, 1899. This book came out in 1899. They spelled Tolstoy with an I. Guess what was the peak year for spelling Tolstoy with an I in 1899. It was more like 1905, but it's still very close. And that's that's thrilling. Oh, my goodness. You you just got to stare at that chart for an entire month. Because oh, it is it is it's it's wonderful, uh, and so I was very excited that that the version that I have, it makes a lot of sense historically, um, mm-hmm. why it's spelled the way it is. I also learned that C.S. Lewis is just a, a a weirdo curmudgeon guy, because he always spells Leo Tolstoy, um, uh, with an I. In the 60s. And if you look at that trend, in the 60s, nobody is spelling Leo Tolstoy with no an I, one. except apparently C.S. Lewis. Uh, and so, oh man, the 70s is a fascinating time for Lewis. Anyway, email me if you if you want to hear more about this chart. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, and when I say I mean at gmail.com. But and anyway... Folks- it's not just because of the late hour. He would be this excited at any hour for this chart. I just want you to know. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I'm at lunch with Amelia. This is maybe reflects poorly on me. But I'm like, oh, we forgot to go to a French bookstore and ask French people of how they pronounce Leo Tolstoy. I gotta bust out French Amazon and search Tolstoy here and find out by the way, they say Leon Tolstoy, uh, which is the French word for lion. Leo mm-hmm. is the the Anglo Anglo word for lion. Lev is the Russian word for lion. So it's 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 really fascinating because it shows the trends of of translation 
translation adopted to a popular audience. And also, mm-hmm. you can see there's a counter movement in the 70s that happens to try to reclaim Lev Tolstoy. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with those people in the 70s. Let's bring back Lev, folks. Austin, you Hashtag need to, bring back Lev. What you need to do is you just need to create a YouTube channel where you just talk about these graphs. And instead of like oh, me trying goodness, to picture yeah. this, you, you just show us the graphs and then get excited about it. Yeah. Hashtag bring back Lev. <laughs> okay, I think we're over time, but we'll we'll count it there. All right, have a good week. Yep, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. <laughs>